WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. This is the WIA Weekly News. It is for December 4, 2011. 1,000 watts in ZL. Jeff, VK4ZPP's been thinking. Radio Amateur Old Timers, VK6CSW reports. Details on this year's Christmas key from Fists and WIA Melbourne office to close over Christmas. These stories and more in this edition of News from the Wireless Institute of Australia for week commencing December 4, 2011. This is the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. Not just what happens, but what matters. More power to you. Hi, I'm Graham VK4BB with this week's WIA Bulletin. We start by listening to NZART President Roy Simon, ZL2KH, in their November official broadcast. The power limit for most bands will rise from 500 watts to 1 kilowatt peak envelope power, as defined in ITU Radio Regulation 1.157. The only exception to this increase is for those bands... As soon as the ZL documentation became available, the WIA provided the ACMA with a copy of the amended New Zealand Amateur General User Radio Licence, pointing out that many Australian amateurs would seek to rely on the New Zealand decision and also again expressing concern at the long delay that had occurred in the consideration of our own submission. WIA President Michael Owen, VK3KI. On 15th of October 2010, the WIA lodged a submission with the Australian regulator, the ACMA, seeking a power increase for advanced licensees on the amateur HF primary allocations on a case-by-case basis. The WIA argument and proposal was fully set out in the comment published in the November 2010 issue of Amateur Radio magazine. After that, at the request of the ACMA, the WIA provided further information. Representatives of the WIA met with ACMA staff from the Licensing Development Section of the Infrastructure Regulation Branch on the 16th of May 2011 to clarify certain aspects of the submission and the additional information that had been provided. As soon as it became available, the WIA provided the ACMA 
with a copy of the amended New Zealand Amateur General User Radio Licence, pointing out that many Australian amateurs would seek to rely on the New Zealand decision, and again expressing concern at the long delay that occurred in the consideration of its submission. The ACMA has told the WIA that the delay is regretted, but that it, the ACMA, was committed to resolving the issue, taking into account the New Zealand decision within the next three weeks. Well, our WIA certainly have been busy over the last couple of weeks. What with the ZL1000 watt issue, back to ACMA's court, and, of course, the worry flurry that swept. It went viral a week or so back. We reported it on last week's news that the case of, well, the way it looked was as if the ACMA exam fees were going to increase and we'd all be paying for upgrades, etc., and foundation licences, huge amounts of money. Of course, that was certainly put to rest last week here on WIA National News. I'm Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP, and I've been thinking. Let me start by referring you to the Wireless Institute website, home page. In the news is an item from Michael, VK3KI, explaining the logic behind the ACMA discussion paper on proposed price rises for different services. You will see that Michael explains that these rises only apply to services delivered by ACMA and not the contracted examination service conducted by the Institute. I received a forwarded email containing the ACMA documents from one of my Radio Club members and reading the covering email and the explanatory documents sent shivers down my spine, and rightly so, as it would suggest that to complete a foundation assessment wouldn't have left much change out of $400. This seemed like the death knell of all our efforts in growing the hobby. After forwarding this information to the club, the Queensland Advisory Committee via Mike, VK4QS, and to our worthy news editor, VK4BB, I was rewarded by a reply from Graham the next day, directing me to Michael's explanation. So for all the other amateurs who were spooked like me, it is gratifying to find a simple explanation that allows the blood pressure to drop. However, two things strike me. Namely, the discussion paper was released on the 6th of November and the forwarded email was dated the 21st of November. Secondly, the Australian Government publishes a writing style guide to help the public service draft documents which are clear, concise and unambiguous. So, why were we amateurs looking as if we were being shafted? I'm Jeff, BK4ZPP, and that's what I think. How about you? WIA National News continues and ACMA proposes changes to Melbourne Commercial Radio Service 3MP, also known on air by its IDs of 3MTR and MTR 1377. The ACMA is proposing to increase 3MP's transmitter power and change the directionality of its radiation pattern to improve reception in northern and western Melbourne. Personalised learning the new way forward for Aussie students. According to Susie Siegel-Peters, author of Personalised Learning and Telstra General Manager for Education, today's student is transforming how education is delivered and how new technologies can provide an enhanced learning experience. 
The research also highlights the opportunity that smartphones and tablets provide teachers in the classroom, such as schedules, assignments and room changes, sent straight to students' phones. And whilst on the go, students can post learning content and comments to class wikis or blogs and use instant messaging. VK1WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. Announcing the Centre Victoria Radio Fest number 5. The date is Sunday the 12th of February. It is the major event in Victoria and will be held at the Kyneton Racecourse. The organising committee from Amateur Radio Victoria is now busy developing the program. Keep a watch on the website for more details. Mini Lecture Program Coordinator Peter Cousins is reporting that he has secured Australia's first showing of homebrew digital television. Also part of the program is a look behind the scenes at the ACMA and the Super DX station ZL6QU at Quartz Hill by its chair of its committee. 1997, 2011 and avid contester Brian Miller, VK3MI, ZL1AZE. The Centre Victoria Radio Fest is on Sunday, the 12th of February. Put it in your diary right now. I'm Bruce Lees, VK3 Triple F, and you're listening to VK1 WIA. Continuing with Hams Across Australia, and still in VK3, a birthday not to be forgotten easily. The introduction of the limited edition Amateur Radio Victoria Centenary Award has certainly proven to be the success story of the year. Although logs for the month-long special call sign VK100ARV are still being tallied, many thousands of QSOs were logged as radio amateurs around Australia and overseas were anxious to make contact. It began on the Melbourne Cup weekend and ended last Tuesday with the duo of Terry Murphy VK3UP and Tony Hamlin VK3FTH giving it their all. Amateur Radio Victoria have thanked the Scout Radio Electronics Group, Western and Northern Suburbs Amateur Radio Group. A whole group of people have been thanked. You can read that on both the text edition and the VK100 ARV roster online. In VK4, the TARC Incorporated's 2011 Christmas Party and Monster Auction happened Sunday afternoon, December 11, from 2pm at the VK4 TJS Satellite Dish City. During the afternoon, the mystery Christmas Prezi auction will take place, so make sure you do bring along a suitably wrapped Prezi for this fun event. Bring your eskies, comfy camp chairs, picnic blankets, your cozies if you want to go for a swim, some treasure for the monster auction, lots of small change for the monster auction and Prezi auction, and your appetites. A call for catering numbers has gone out. Make sure you get your numbers into Gavin VK4 Zulu Zulu, otherwise you will go hungry. VK2. Listeners should note that the CTCSS access tone on the Paddington 2 metre repeater, that's VK2ROT, on 147.025, has been changed to, to 91.5 hertz to help combat interference and also to be in common with most other Australian repeaters. The Paddington 70 SEMS repeater remains unchanged for the time being. This is Mel, VK3FDSL, from the WIA National Office. In February 2012, the board of the WIA will meet in Melbourne. One of the many agenda items is the consideration of submissions for the venue for the 2013 annual conference. Clubs are encouraged to make suggestions as to venues and to indicate their willingness to support an annual conference. More details of what is required can be found in the column written by WIA President Michael Owen in the July 2011 edition of Amateur Radio. A standard template addressing relevant considerations can be obtained by emailing me at 
M-A-L-B at W-I-A dot O-R-G dot A-U. Produced by Q News for the WIA, this is the National News Service, relayed throughout Australia and originates from VK1 WIA. With Education, Youth and Advancement of Amateur Radio, I'm Jason VK2 LAW. USA Amateur Radio Exams at Hamfest, India 2011. An interesting one this. USA Amateur Radio Exams are scheduled to be conducted during the Indian VU Hamfest 2011 on 10th of December 2011 at 5.30pm. Anyone who is interested can avail this opportunity and get their licence before Christmas and New Year celebrations. Even though walk-ins are allowed, subjected to VE team decision on the spot, it's strongly recommended to register. Speaking of US exams, news from the USA, a report that a six-year-old has gained her ticket. Priscilla Harder, KD0PLJ of Newton, Kansas, earned her technician class license during a session held at the Kansas State Convention. A part of a radio amateur family, her dad is Kent, N0XOS, and mother is Dana, KB0RAT. Their youngest child is Phoebe, who will hopefully get her call sign in the next couple of years. Being within a radio amateur family is of great benefit as far as interest and learning is concerned. The Australian Foundation licence has proven to be popular and it's recommended for individuals with a reading and concept ability of at least a 10-year-old. Turning to international news now with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. Amateur Radio and the Rock and Roll World. Joe Walsh, WB6ACU, celebrates. The Eagles reached their 40th anniversary by touring in 2012. In an interview with Rolling Stone magazine, Joe, WB6ACU, said the band will pull out all the stops to create a new setup well worth the price of admission. He revealed that he and his mates on the classic rock group will take on the road for about five months. Joe WB6ACU said a lot of material has been archived from the Eagles' early days, including concert footage, interviews and the like. And from the Eagles to Crocodile Rock, Crocodile Rock Amateur Radio Group will be celebrating the special event callsign GB2PG on the 3rd and 4th of December and 10th and 11th of December 2011 from Ardrison, Scotland. The event is to commemorate the 90th anniversary of the first shortwave transatlantic radio signals being received in Ardrossan by the American Paul Godley in December 1921. The station will be active mostly on 80 to 10 metres SSB with some CW, QSL, QTHR via Bureau or GM0DEQ. A reminder if you've been putting off working through Arisat 1 repeater, receiving SSTV pictures or submitting telemetry, the next few weeks will be your last opportunity to be a part of this satellite's history. Since deployment in August, Arisat 1 has descended about 60 kilometres and is currently losing more than 1.5 kilometres per day. The rapid rate is partially the result of the recent solar activity on the atmosphere, significantly increasing the drag. The predictions by several individuals and groups are all converging toward a re-entry in January or February 2012. 
The orbit period changes about 30 seconds per day and that will increase steadily. So be certain to update your tracking program KEPs from Spacetrack or Celestrack before each pass. They issue revised versions three to five times daily. As the descent continues, this will become even more critical to copying the telemetry beacon. The Central Research Institute of Machine Building in Russia has proposed a test using the worldwide ham radio community to receive a VHF packet downlink on 145.825 MHz, this from a new plasma space experiment on the International Space Station. The Central Research Institute is conducting a series of space plasma experiments in order to evaluate the shape of previously observed dead zone, or shadowing due to the firing of an onboard arc jet plasma source. Radio amateurs are invited to participate in the space plasma experiment known as shadow. One matter of interest is that highly ionized exhaust plumes may scatter RF signals producing large communications-free zones. Radio Netherlands is saying, oh, rats! This with word that the international shortwave broadcaster has encountered serious damage to one of its Thomson transmitters on the island of Bonaire due to an invasion of the pesky critters. Rats! According to Media Network, the vermin have destroyed parts of the transmitter's high-voltage power supply and the station is awaiting the arrival of spare parts from Switzerland. Radio Netherlands hopes to have the damage repaired by the time this newscast goes to air. Those stories from the Average Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. WIA Intruder Watch. Now here's something to ponder in the weird and wonderful file. Submitted by Kevin, VK4KEV, recently returned from Macquarie Island. Why do we say 73 at the end of a QSO? It's not, as some think, the legacy of an anarchic code. Rather, it is just a very, very special number and needs to be celebrated regularly. Why is 73 so special? Spell it out and you'll find that it has... 12 letters in its name. Indeed, this is the smallest integer to do so. Read on as to why this is significant. Mirror 73 is 37. And this is the 12th prime number. 73 is the 21st prime number. And guess what multiplies to make 21? Yep, 7 and 3. To make 73 even more interesting, it is a palindrome in binary. 1001001, which is the same backwards and forwards. Of the seven digits used to represent 73 in binary, three are ones. So you think it's coincidence that we wind up our QSOs with 73? No, let's celebrate that uni- unique number. 73's for now. I'm Jeff. BK4ZPP. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA. Operational News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Special Event Stations, DX and Beacon and Net Advice. Phil is in Chad and active as TT8PK until the 23rd of December. Activity is limited to his spare time. QSL TTAPK via F4 EGS. Mark 6W stroke AA1AC on the air from the 4th to the 11th of December from Senegal. He plans to be on 80 metres through 10 metres. 
QSL via the Bureau or direct to his home call. Special prefixes for Canadian radio amateurs. To celebrate the 75th anniversary of the CBC Stroke Radio Canada, 1st of December to the 31st of December 2011, Canadian amateurs may use the following prefix. VG for VA, VX for VE, XJ for VO, XK for VY. Perry, HP9IQB, will be in Palestine in December and has a licence as E4-HP9IQB. Mostly on CW1, 12, 17 and 30 metres. More celebrations. Members of the Japan A1 Club will activate the following special call signs until December 31st. HA1MORSE, HA1MORSE stroke 2, HA1MORSE stroke 3, etc. According to the district from which they are active from. Activity is to celebrate the 220th anniversary of Samuel Morse's birthday. Operations will be mainly CW, with some SSB, to explain to novices how to join the CW community. Some special awards are also available too. QSL by the Bureau. Just a reminder for the prefix hunters that the station LM9L40Y will be on the air until the end of December. This call is operated by members of the LA9L Radio Club in Norway and is to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the club. Awards RSGB Commonal Century Club Jubilee Award 2012 2012 is the Queen's Diamond Jubilee and mindful that the Queen is the head of the Commonwealth of Nations, we are pleased to announce a new operating award for 2012. To qualify for an attractive certificate, all you need to do is to work as many different countries and call areas on the Commonwealth Century Club list during 2012. Certificates will be awarded for working 60 and 100 different call areas. Use any mode or bands you like, and QSL cards are not required. To commemorate the 25th anniversary of the Fisk Club founding, a new award has been established. Announced in the latest edition of the Fisk's Down Under magazine, it marks the founder as the late Geo Longdon G3ZQS and comes in three versions. Fisk's Down Under is the chapter in Australia and New Zealand. In summary... Version 1 is a basic open-ended award for working 25 unique prefixes. Version 2 is the same but with a time limit. Version 3 is confined to working FIST members. With increased propagation on HF, the new and established FIST award are expected to be popular indeed. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. Let's have a look at Media Watch and what's on the Q News workbench. The recent Illawarra Amateur Radio Society's Crystal Set Building Competition attracted entries from two of the VK2WI broadcast team. They were in the non-club section. The winner was Peter VK2BEU who based his design on constructing his crystal set from Meccano Parts. And runner-up was Al VK2VEC who constructed his set along more conventional layout lines. In Media Watch, Technology Show gives the Philip to Amateur Radio. Tech Talk Radio is a weekly IT and technology show with a listening audience of thousands. It's aired across a network of 25 broadcast stations here in VK. This week's show featured an interview with Robert Broomhead, VK3DN, talking about amateur radio. Various aspects were covered, 
including his visit to schools where students chatted with orbiting astronauts and he drew on his experience at this year's IARU Region 3 ARDF Championships held at Malden. More details on WIA front page news, wia.org.au. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the ACT region, where it can be heard on our Mount Janini 2 metre and 70 centimetre repeaters, 146.950 and 438.050, on Sunday mornings at 0900 local time. This is Alan, VK1 Whiskey X-Ray. Good morning, this is Robert. VK3DN with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's CW. Fist Club Down Under say that the 2011 Christmas Key is a miniature camelback key made by GHD Telegraph Key in Sendai City, Japan, incorporating traditional Japanese craftsmanship with GHD's impeccable engineering and finish. In keeping with GHD's larger keys, the Morse Express 2011 Christmas key is fully adjustable with precision pin bearings at the trunnion, miniature binding posts, comfortable knob and perfect balance. The contacts are hard silver and the finish is satin chrome plate. The distinctive base is beautifully grained mahogany and the knob is hand turned. GHD uses both modern and traditional techniques to produce a miniature key that will equally be at home in the radio shack, in the field or decorating a Christmas tree. Christmas keys and the 2011 is about as small as you can make a key and still have good functionality. The 2011 key measures 5.08cm by 2.86cm at the base and it weighs less than 57 grams. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. AMSAT NA VP Operations Drew Glassbrenner, K0MA, reported that AO51 has ceased transmission and is not responding to commands. Drew wrote, The last telemetry data included that the third of the six batteries was approaching failure to short, and observations indicated that the voltage from the three cells is insufficient power for the UHF transmitters. Worldwide Special Interest Groups IOTA, AN016 Antarctica. Starting this month, December 2011, Felix DL5XL and Lars DL1LLL will be QRV as DP0GVN from the German Neumann 3 station IOTA AN016. Felix is going back to Germany in February 2012 and Lars is preparing for an overwintering until February 2013. QSL via DL5 EBE Bureau and Direct. Finally, as I leave you this week, it's to Clive VK6 CSW and news for radio amateur old timers. December RAOTC Bulletin. Members and friends of the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia are reminded that the December RAOTC Bulletin can be heard tomorrow, Monday, December the 5th, on the following frequencies. In Victoria, at 10am local time, on 145.700 MHz FM, plus 1843 kHz AM, 
and 3650 and 7060 kHz SSB. Throughout the eastern states, the bulletin can be heard on 20 metres on 14150 kHz, beamed north from Melbourne at midday Eastern Daylight Saving Time or 11am in Queensland. In Western Australia, the bulletin can be heard at 10am local time via all linked News West repeaters and also on 7060 kHz from Bunbury or 14150 kHz beamed direct from Melbourne. We look forward to hearing from all listeners during callbacks after the bulletin. 7-3 from Clive, VK6, Charlie, Sierra Whiskey. This is Mel, VK3, FDSL. I wish to advise that the National Office of the WIA will close for the Christmas break at 4pm Melbourne time on Friday 23rd of December. We will reopen at 10am Melbourne time on Monday 16th of January 2012. During this time, no examinations or call sign recommendation applications will be processed, nor will book orders be dispatched. Book orders placed after Monday 19 December are unlikely to be dispatched before the office reopens in January. Orders for exam packs received before the 21st of December will be dispatched before Christmas. The Wireless Institute of Australia extends to all radio amateurs very best wishes for the festive season. Well, we've done it again. We've reached the end of WIA National News. For those that have been inquiring through the week, yes, the WIA National News Service will be on, as always, right through the festive season, and that does include Christmas Day. Just check with your RF broadcaster, though, in case he needs to take a well-deserved break. Until we meet again, I'm Graham VK4 Double B. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1 WIA. We've reported. You decide.